ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Here we are on this Thursday, November 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, inviting you to be a part of this program for the next hour. And we also have ways for you to be a part of it a little bit more than just the passive side of things. You can actually call in. We do that at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. White Claw is giving us, not me directly, but the company, lots of money to be a part of this program. So... The White Claw phone lines this hour, White Claw Heart Seltzer made pure. We appreciate them for keeping us in business. Also, our text line is open this hour, 304-523-2275. We're here for 90 minutes today because after we do this show, we're going to link up with 93.7 The Dog. We're going to do our basketball show, Michelob Ultra College Basketball Wrap-Up Afterwards. It's going to be fun. We've got Marshall taking on, a, I think, a very good team coming in and the Fighting Camels of Campbell. Are you excited for this? I think you should be because the other day, all Dan could hear about is, hey, did you see how Campbell played Duke? Do you see how well they played against Duke? Yeah, we're going to hear about that a little bit later on in our pregame. And again, that's coming up. At top of the hour, 6 o'clock on 93.7 The Dog, in addition to right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Of course, for those of you listening to the podcast as well, we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. And, of course, if you can't catch the show live, you can always go to our website. Great place to start, WRVC.com. Okay, here's what's coming up on the show today. Yesterday, I told you Huntington High football coach Billy Seals will be on the show. He couldn't make it. He called me at 6. I'm not going to get into all the details. All I can say is there's a funny story attached to this, and I hope Coach gets a bonus because his wife had to go out and get him a new phone. I'm going to let him talk to you about why his wife had to go out and get a new phone. It's funny. I've been trying to find out all day. Let's put it to you this way. There's an accident involved, and I was trying to figure out which player was part of the accident, and I haven't got that info yet. I'll find out. I just know one thing. He's got a new phone now. He was uh, totally embarrassed that he couldn't make the show. So he's with us coming up tonight. I'm looking forward to it. Huntington High taking on GW second time this year. Huntington High trying to get to the state championship. Got to go through GW first to get to the next round. So that's coming up. And, of course, we're going to talk a little Marshall women's basketball. Uh, Jam the cam coming up. Moorhead State's coming to town. Tip-off set tomorrow. 6 p.m. Jam the cam is a pretty cool idea. Always, you know, you focus on one game to really put in uh, as many people as you possibly can for a women's basketball game. I think you should always try to jam the cam for the women. But this is a special one because it's Moorhead State. Moorhead State Marshall, of course, uh, this rivalry goes back a long time. Marshall leads the overall series in this one, 27-21. 48th all-time meeting. Teams haven't met since November 13th of 2015. Marshall won that one, 104-101. Moorhead is uh, an old-time rival of the Thundering Herd in most sports. The only reason why you don't see it in football is because 
Moorhead State dropped down. Used to be almost an annual game. Used to be a game you circle on the calendar. I mean, it's Moorhead State. It's one of Marshall's longstanding foes. It's one of Marshall's closest opponents. It's a good rivalry game. It's fun, and the fan bases know each other. So I'm looking forward to this one. It's great to see Marshall Moorhead State tomorrow in basketball action. Going to be happening at the Cam Henderson Center. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that game with you here here in a, just a bit. The um, the performance so far of Aaliyah Dunham has been outstanding. Uh, she had six steals for the second straight game, totaled 13 points as well. She had five assists. She's looking pretty good out there so far. You see her veteran leadership. You see her experience. And she's already, I think, gelling with the team. So we had a conversation with her earlier in the afternoon. Going to talk to her coming up. Get her thoughts on Moorhead State because for a lot of these players, they got to be taught about it. It hasn't happened for a while in women's basketball, so you got to talk about it. You got to tell them about it. It's not going to be an automatic when Marshall gets in the Sun Belt with most of these teams with Appalachian State or Georgia Southern. They're going to have to talk to some older herd fans, talk to fans who were around when Marshall played in the Southern Conference. And, of course, if you don't face off against Moorhead for several years, you, you got to point out, hey, this is what Moorhead State means. Trying to rekindle some rivalries. Actually get some rivalries. Marshall needs rivalries. Going into the Sun Belt, you have an opportunity to form some. Leaving Conference USA, I think the best rivalry there is Marshall-Western Kentucky, Marshall and Middle Tennessee. Uh, honestly, I thought Marshall and Charlotte was getting off to a good thing here, and you hate to see that go away. But at the end of the day, I like Marshall playing teams close by that mean something to the thundering herd. You you got to play the teams that mean something. You got to have two fan bases that are inter, inter, engaged. Looking for the word there, engaged. If one fan base is into it and the other fan base is it, is it a rivalry? It's a wish list. It's not a rivalry. I think Moorhead State fans remember Marshall. Marshall fans remember Moorhead State, vice versa. It it makes sense. I'm looking forward to hearing from Aaliyah here in the next few minutes. Uh, I want to get your text in. We do that again, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. That's the text line. We're going to open up the machine here in a minute for you, give you an opportunity to uh, say your piece, get your thoughts in. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. Busy weekend coming up. We got this game tonight. Jam the cam tomorrow for the women. Saturday, we've got the Thundering Herd taking on Charlotte. Sunday, we've got Marshall Soccer. We have Marshall Basketball. And then we ramp up again for the following week. So we've got a lot. Coming up here in these next few days. And oh, by the way, Thanksgiving is coming up as well. Programming note, our intern is going to be hosting the show on Thanksgiving Day. He didn't know that until now. That's your assignment, by the way, if you want to graduate. Coming in here on Thanksgiving. Uh, no, we are probably going to be off on Thanksgiving. There's this little thing called football that happens on Thanksgiving. So we won't be here on Thanksgiving. Hopefully everyone's uh, getting ready to have a, I hope, a, a great Thanksgiving holiday as we get into the Christmas season. So we're going to be pretty soon figuring out 
what your Christmas delight will be, what your surprise is going to be. We've got so many bowl games to tell you about. That's coming up in December. It's going to be, I'll tell you this much, as much as I hate the bowls, uh, we do get some good matchups out of it sometimes. So uh, looking forward to all of that. All right. When we continue, we're going to hear from Aaliyah Dunham, get her thoughts on Moorhead State and, you know, what she is um, meant to the team so far and, and how she is gelled with her new teammates. Also, we're going to hear later on in the program from the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals. We'll get that phone story. More coming up here. The Drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Still to come, Billy Seals, the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders. His squad getting set for George Washington. That's coming up Friday night. We'll have that action for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up later on this evening, we'll be also on 93.7 The Dog for our basketball pregame show. Marshall is in action, taking on the Campbell Camels. Fighting Camels. Wins against William Peace and Hartford in a 56-67. See, I don't like it when SIDs do this. I like the the winning score first when I read it. 67-56 loss to Duke. I don't like I don't like it that way. I don't like personal perk here. But you look at their schedule, they really were pretty good against Duke. You'll hear that a lot, I'm sure, tonight. Uh, we'll hear from Dan D'Antoni. We'll hear from Tony Kemper. That's coming up later on tonight. We'll be on 93.7 The Dog. And, of course, uh, right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Had a chance earlier this afternoon to catch up with Tony Kemper, and we're going to hear some of his remarks later on this evening. But I also had a chance to uh, spend a few minutes with – Marshall senior Aaliyah Dunham. She's been pretty outstanding so far for the Thundering Herd. As I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, six steals for the second straight game, and she's pretty good as far as getting points as well. She's been an instant asset for this squad, and she has definitely, I thought, brought some senior leadership, some veteran experience. We're going to hear her talk about that in a minute. But the first question I had for her when we started talking earlier was the Moorhead State rivalry itself. This is a game that, for long-time herd fans, means a lot. It's a, an older rival. It's a matchup that has happened a lot. And she talks about what this matchup means and what she's being told about Moorhead State. I heard a little bit about it. Coach Kemper told us about it um, when they played here last time. I guess he said five years ago. Um, so I think it didn't end our way. So we were really excited, you know, to have them back here and play. Um, we watched film on them. They have a lot of good players, you know, a lot of players that can take off at any time, you know, not just one player. So we we're excited to guard them and play against them. What do you think the challenge for you is against them? Um, just being ready to guard um, any of their players, you know. Like I said, they have multiple players that can score, so just being ready to guard any position, basically. 
as far as you're concerned for you, what's, uh, what's your challenge to yourself in this game? Um, just bringing that high energy, um, being a gnat on defense, you know, just always there, up and in, up in them at any given time. Talk about that defense. You've had six steals in both games to start the year, so what's allowed you to have success on that end of the floor? Um, that's just something I want to focus on, you know. I'm, I'm a very small player, if you guys haven't noticed. Um, so just being that gnat, you know, always in them, just a pest, I guess. Um, for the uh, offensive player. How comfortable do you feel in the offense? Obviously, with this being your first move away from Xavier and having to kind of adjust to a new offense with Coach Kemper, how, how have you kind of felt within the offense in these first couple games? Um, I felt very comfortable, you know, and that's credit to Coach Kemper, the coaches, and, and my teammates. You know, they put me in positions that I'm very comfortable being in. Um, and then, you know, also, again, credit to my teammates. They put me in positions like with or without the ball for me to be, you know, scoring and comfortable where I'm at. Have you found it's an easy transition as far as uh, chemistry? We're two games in. You know, how do you feel that you're fitting in with this team and uh, how do you feel they're fitting in with you? I think we're very, very high on chemistry. I think we bond very well on and off the court, and I think that translates to the basketball court, and you can see it. Um, so I think, you know, when I first came in, it instantly clicked. You know, everyone was excited. We want to compete, and I think that just boosts our chemistry. How big of a confidence booster was the road victory against Radford? That being a tough environment, you guys get off to the good start, they battle back. Uh, to kind of come back and really make that a competitive game. How big was that uh, for you guys to get that road win to kind of help uh, get you guys going here? That was big. Um, we showed a lot of fight, and it showed that we can, you know, when things don't go our way, we, we can fight out of it, you know, and compete. Um, so that just gives us confidence going forward. You know, if, if we're in adversity, we can fight and stick together and, you know, go our way. What do you think your leadership is bringing to this team? You've been in some high-intensity situations. You've been in some big-time games. So a game like Radford, while you want that challenge at the same time, you know, it wasn't new to you. Nothing probably phased you when that was, uh, you know, in that situation. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty old compared to a lot of them. So just keeping that level head of, you know, calm, cool, and collected. Things are, aren't always going to be perfect, so just being aware of that and, you know, sticking to our plan, even though, when things don't go our way, we just, you know, keep fighting, keep keep moving forward. We had Savannah in here last week, and she yeah. talked about um, how the two of you played AAU together. It was just, she was familiar with your game. Yeah. And a lot of the conversation in early going was really how uh, your addition to the lineup would uh, impact, you know, her and, 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 you know, not having to bring the ball to the floor, not having to have the ball in her hands for – 25 of the 30 seconds on the shot clock. Uh, but yeah. through two games, you've taken 23 shots, 12 assists, 12 steals. You're doing everything that, that point guards do, yet you're still finding ways to be an instrumental part of the offense in terms of putting the ball in the basket. Um, in terms of the comfort level that you've spoken about here uh, this afternoon, um, where do you see that? Where do you see you, you yourself fitting into what Marshall's trying to do on the offensive end of the floor? Um, just like kind of how we talked about um, previously, you know, bringing – the ball up, relieving some of the pressure off of staff, um, you know, bringing that extra, uh, what's the word, you know, experience, I guess you would say. Um, bringing that experience to the table, uh, really relieving some of the pressure for her and, you know, getting us in the right position and really using my um, 
experience to that. Leah Dunham bringing some experience to the Thundering Herd. There's is there's a lot of experience on this team. I mean, you have Dunham, and then you have Kennedy Coleclaw. She led the herd in scoring uh, last outing with 17 points. Savannah Wheeler, she's been pretty strong as of late. I mean, the freshmen are really giving you something. CeCe Mays has been pretty solid so far. And you've got Lorelai Roper. She's a junior, so you're going to get some veteran leadership out of her. So I like where this team is headed. We're going to see what this team can do against Moorhead State. That is coming up tomorrow. It's Jam the Cam. And here's another thing to encourage you. Tickets are just a dollar. You can go online and and get them at HerdZone.com. Six years since these two teams have faced off. And here's another interesting fact. It's been eight years since Moorhead State actually played inside the cam on the women's side of action. So it would be fun to welcome Moorhead State back on a Friday night with a good-sized crowd at the Cam Henderson Center, if you can make it. Of course, I know we've got a lot of other obligations going on this weekend. We've got high school football all over the place, and that includes, of course, Huntington High in action against GW. That is coming up on Friday night. We're going to have that broadcast for you right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. I'm excited. We're going to actually talk to the head coach, Billy Seals. I hope he's got the new phone. If you weren't with us earlier, you weren't with us yesterday. We called coach. I sent him a text. Hey, coach, we're, we're going to. We're going to do this at 5.30, called him, went to voicemail all the time, went to voicemail, calls me at 6. It says, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, told me the story. We'll tell you the story when we continue on today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Yesterday on the program, I promised you Billy Seals. It took me 24 hours, but I'm a man of my word. I want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals. And um, I mean, your timing was impeccable yesterday. You called right at 6 o'clock to let me know what happened. And you know what the first thing I did, Coach? I uh, asked a couple of parents, okay, did your kid, was your kid involved in the phone incident? And uh, I haven't figured it out yet, but uh, I haven't. I haven't let the cat totally out of the bag yet, so uh, you told it much, much better than I did yesterday. So I'm going to let you tell everyone why uh, you couldn't be on the show yesterday. Yeah, well, I was going out to practice and dropped my phone, and kid stepped on it. So I pretty much shot that phone. So, uh, you know, I, I apologize for not getting on yesterday, but I'm uh, looking forward to spending a few minutes with you here today. My first question to you is, did you have a case for the phone? If not, you better get a new one. You better get a case for the new phone. No, they just happened to step right on the screen. Oh. And so, yeah, so that pretty much done that in. Ouch. And um, now you've got a new phone. Uh, thankfully, your your wife was nice enough to go get it for you and so we could continue these conversations. So, um, yeah, she she's your player of the week. I, I don't care what happens tomorrow. She's the player of the week as far as I'm concerned. Well, she's the player of the week every week. So uh, to put up with me and, and the amount of hours we put in and 
you know, you've got to have a special woman to do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, coaches' wives are uh, really special because they got to put up with, uh, of course, the coaches. So uh, they definitely have to be the champs of that family. You've got a pretty good situation going on. The Highlanders back in action. You're in the second round of the playoffs. You want to get to the championship, and of course, you got to go through GW. Uh, you just saw them not that long ago, and you might think if you're a fan, oh, yeah, Huntington beat them once should be easy. That's never the case when you face a team a second time. Well, it's always a lot more difficult to, to beat an opponent twice in a year, and, and especially with the amount of improvement that GW has shown since week four. So uh, we feel like they've, they're significantly improved since week four, but so have we. I think we're a better football than football team right now than we were week four as well. So we just got to do a great job of executing the plan, playing hard, take care of the football. Looking at last week's film, I know there were some things you were pretty happy with, but I know there were some things you'd like to get cleaned up for this game coming up on Friday. Well, we always got room for improvement. That's that's what I'll say about our, our football team this year. They're always looking for ways to improve. They're very critical of themselves, um, which allows us to coach them hard because they are hard on themselves as well as critical of themselves. So, you know, we got to do a better job of, of finishing things off. I, I wasn't real happy about giving up a touchdown there with about 30 seconds left. And I know a lot of people say, well, Coach, you're up 48-14. Well, as a competitor, you want to win the entire 48 minutes of the game. So, uh, you know, I just think we've just got a, a really mature football team, and, and I love what they've been able to accomplish this year. Was that your message then when you, you took them in, just to point that out, that, look, sure, we won the game, but – you could have been in a situation where that could have cost you. You know, I know that's probably maybe a hard message. You look at the scoreboard and think, "Hey, you know, we're doing great against this team." So, you know, how they take to that? Well, they, you know, it's, we went in halftime and it's twenty-seven to seven, and we felt like it probably should have been thirty-five seven, forty-two seven. And so, we've got to learn to, um, you know. I love field goals. I love John AI. I love getting three, but I like getting seven a whole lot more when you're in the red zone. So we just got to learn to capitalize on our red zone opportunities and, uh, you know, continue just to get takeaways and also take care of the football and all. And I'm sure that lesson carries over because you, you face GW, as we mentioned, for a second time this year. And you were up on him pretty big, 30 to nothing. And then it felt like. Maybe a similar situation to what we saw last week. You probably didn't like the way the team finished. Uh, so, have you been you know, preaching that to them? You know, pointing that out. You know, what's the speech this time, or what, you know, what do you do differently this time when you face the opponent a second time? Well, partly the you know we we were up thirty to nothing. Probably was I don't know five, six, seven minutes left or whatever. And I'm a firm believer. You know, you're up and, and you got control of the game. That, you know, you get some of your backups, some, some reps, and get them out there on Friday night experience, and they just didn't execute. I mean, uh, you know, they get a touchdown there, make it 37. We don't recover an onside kick. They they score again. And, again, we still had quite a few reserves in there at that time. So um, it's kind of like last week when the coach just says, you want to get the reserves in. I'm like, no, it's playoff time. You know, we've got we've to make sure that our – our one stay on the field and not not give a, a, a football team an opportunity to think that they can crawl back in the game. So, uh, you know, 
we just we just hope to win, whether it be two nothing or fifty fifty forty nine. We just want to get a win tomorrow night. Defense has been uh, pretty big for you so far. Um, do I have the number right? Uh, Twenty-one interceptions. I think that's right. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, you've been solid back there in the secondary this year with your defense. Well, it's twenty-two. Oh, my mistake. To Woodrum, so okay, I'll, I should have checked uh, with Woody. Yeah, um, but you know what? First of all, um, Cody Carter and, and Coach Mike Owens have done a tremendous job with those young men back there on the back half. And really defensively, that was kind of our question mark going into the season. I mean, uh, Amari Felder had played some at free safety. Uh, but we had two new corners. You know, uh, Khalif Pye, who's a sophomore, really didn't know what he could do as a young kid. And um, Zaza Jackson, who's a freshman, you know, we, we knew those guys were good athletes, but how's their ball skills? How coachable are they? How, how, how well do they understand football? And, and those guys, along with Amari, have just played fabulous on the back end, along with Scout Arthur and um, Noah Waining. Those guys have just been kind of ball haunts this year and, and have done a great job of getting turnovers for us. And I think Woody told me that we're, we're plus 17 in the turnover margin. So when, you, when you're – that's the number one stat in football, in my opinion, turnover margin. Billy Seals joins me, head coach of the Huntington Highlanders. The Highlanders in action tomorrow, taking on GW. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And looking forward to a continued run in the state championship. I know you can't look ahead. I can look ahead. Uh, if if the next round happens the way we hope it happens, we better see a standing room only for miles next week. I know you can't look ahead, but it's it's been pretty exciting so far the way that area football has has played out between you, Cabell Midland, and Spring Valley. I'm thinking you're playing basically the toughest part of the uh, football schedule every year in the state, and, and with those two teams as neighbors and, and rivals, you know, everything else should look easy to you, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but – it's been pretty tough for you so far going through everybody. Well, there's no doubt that, in my opinion, the the best area in football is the, the Cabell-Wayne area. Uh, you know, you just look at what all three programs have been able to do over the last 10 years, uh, the success we've all had. And, uh, you know, we all play each other each year. You know, we don't – it ain't like that we're going to shy away from each other or not play. We all play each other. Um the other two programs we've got a tremendous amount of respect for. And, um, you know, it's just three really good, well-coached programs that, that are really good each, each year. And, um, you know, we always look forward to those games. And, and um, you know, obviously our, our main objective right now is to be 1-0 Friday night uh, against GW and then, then worry about whoever, uh, for fortunate enough to win, worry about who comes out of that other side and get ready for next week. Yeah, see, I can I can look ahead. Um, you know, my record's not on the line, so I can I can look ahead. You can't. Um, thankfully, uh, your squad's not looking ahead either. And um, you know, we haven't even talked about Gavin yet. Uh, what he's meant to you so far, and uh, how he's performed. Uh, I mean, it uh, it always starts at the quarterback position, and Gavin's been pretty much um, he's he's been a keeper for you. He's a really really good football player. And we knew that last year, and, and we felt like last year with, with COVID, you know, a lot, I know a lot of people 
didn't get as many games as they wanted to or didn't play games because they felt like they didn't want to schedule, you know, somebody. Um, we wanted to play as many games as possible. And we knew we were a young football team last year, and so we felt like game experience is the greatest teacher. Let's get as many reps as possible, many games as possible for these young men. And he's one of the guys that got nine starts last year at quarterback, and I think those nine starts have paid dividends for him this year as a quarterback who's, you know, the leader of our football team, very tough. He's a competitor and has done an excellent job up to this point. But he's also got a, a whole lot of weapons surrounding him, surrounding him as well. He's a weapon himself, though. Again, I'll have to double-check with Woody, but making sure I got my numbers right, 17 passing touchdowns, if I, if I got it right, uh, 17 rushing touchdowns, if I've got it right, yeah, if you stop him, you're, you're right. You've got weapons, but you got to account for him and everyone else. And he's making it tough on defenses this year. Well, I think that you know, really and truly, Gavin's probably been the first dual threat quarterback we've had. A guy that could um, can throw it as well as run it, and so I think that has just made us a a much more dangerous team. Anytime you got a quarterback that is as dangerous as he is, it allows us to do a, a little bit more on uh, on offense and also gives us a numbers advantage in the box. Billy Seals, my guest. Uh, onto, um, onto the game itself for the fans. It's uh, coming up tomorrow. Of course, for those who can't make it, we've got you covered on the radio side, the video side. But uh, you're wanting and looking for a big crowd. Um how close to a sellout, if you haven't already got there, are you uh, for this one? You know, I don't know. This year, the, the WVSSAC, is, all tickets are online. And so they have to buy them online. There's no tickets at the gate. So I don't get to really follow um, how many tickets have been sold. But I know this. I know the Huntington community has been fabulous to our program for the 13 years I've been here. And I know they'll continue to do that. And we always appreciate their support. Our, our school has been tremendous with the due crew and, and the, um, the students at school getting involved in the game. And our administration obviously loves athletics as well and supports those. So I, I'm, I, I'm looking for, you know, a huge crowd, uh, a, a tough atmosphere to play in. And, and we always really, really uh, respect and appreciate the, the opportunities that we get to play in front of the Huntington community. Billy Seals, my guest, head coach of the Huntington Highlanders. Um, make sure your phone's secure, man. That's the only that's the only thing I got for you. That's the only advice I can give you. Uh, maybe your wife should hang on to your phone for you tomorrow. Well, you know what? It, it always stays in the office. Uh, after about 3.45, my phone is in the office in the desk drawer and, and don't come out until after the game. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking again, I'm looking ahead. I'm looking forward to next week. And uh, I can't wait for us to have the opportunity again. As uh, This has been an amazing season so far. I, uh, I can't wait to be talking about you in the championship game. But that's a few weeks from now. Let's get, let's get past this tomorrow, and then we can talk about that. No doubt. We definitely are focused on uh, GW and, and their program and a really good football team that we know we're going to have to play good football to win. And, and uh, we're looking forward to going 1-0 this week. Coach, good luck tomorrow. We'll have you back on next week, and uh, I'm excited for you. This has been a fun season so far. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you guys. Billy Seals, don't forget the game right here tomorrow, ESPN 94.1 in AM 930.
I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Andrew Rogers on the call this year. I've already extended his contract the next year. I don't know if um, I don't know if if you need to know that, but he's already been extended uh, for next year. I don't know his graduate status yet, as far as if uh, someone is going to swoop in and take him after he because he's a grad student, so uh, senior. Yeah, I'm getting the um, I'm getting the the real time info here from uh, Jaden in the booth. So I'm trying to see if I can talk to Dr. Bailey, maybe delay his um, his graduation by a year because he's done such a fantastic job for us. And, uh, of course, you know you know Woody. Woody, pen and paper, solid stats all the time. You'll get that coming up tomorrow during our broadcast right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Let's get your text in. Let's do that. We'll open that up for you. I'm firing up the machine right now. Text line 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Final segment coming up, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're getting set for Marshall basketball coming up tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up in the next few minutes, we have got basketball action beginning with our pregame coverage of Marshall and the Fighting Camels of Campbell. That is coming up tonight. It is 6 o'clock on 93.7 Dog and ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The Thundering Herd taking on a really good opponent coming in here tonight. Uh, the Camels are 2-1. and one. Lone loss is a 67-56 decision at number 9 Duke. It's a pretty good team. Uh, I can tell you this. If you haven't really scouted Campbell just yet, one thing to keep in mind, uh, this is a team that's going to run a variation of the Princeton offense. I'll tell you the rest here in the next few minutes. I'm saving that, give you maybe an extra reason why you want to tune in tonight. But Campbell is um, Campbell's going to be a team that might frustrate the herd if Marshall lets it. We'll see how Coach D'Antoni adjusts to it. Um, one thing is certain. You have, a, I think, a, a really good, and, and I mean this, I think a really good team that is going to challenge and test the Thundering Herd. That is coming up tonight. We've got that for you right here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Okay. When um, when tomorrow happens, it's going to be the women taking on the Eagles. Dollar ticket. Jam the cam. That's going to be, I think, an exciting opportunity for you to get out and support the Thundering Herd on the women's side. Then, of course, soccer is happening on on Sunday. We go on the air at 3 for our basketball coverage because things have changed just a bit because soccer is playing at 1 o'clock. Basketball plays at 4. We go on the air at 3 for our normal pregame coverage. Soccer plays at one, so an opportunity there for you to be able to do both, go support soccer, 
And then at the same time, if you're um, if you're going to the Marshall game, you can get to the Cam Henderson Center just in time for Sunday. Again, that's going to be an interesting next few days. And of course, just a, a note: next Saturday, we're going to have a long day. We start with basketball, and we will wrap it up with. I'm sorry, we start with football. We wrap it up with basketball, and then. We will be on the air way after that. So our next Saturday looks like this. Start the day on Thunder Street. End it right here talking about football and basketball. Uh, One note, Marshall Volleyball graduate student Sierra DeBell named Conference USA first team selection. So it's her fourth all-conference honor and third first team selection. She led the herd in kills with 344 and an average of 3.34 per set. She managed to put up double-digit kills in 19 matches and had 20 or more twice, started the season with 10 or more in the first six matches, and ended the year hitting double figures in the last seven. She had a season-best 21 kills in her last game of the season against FIU. Hate to see her go. You kind of wish there was some extra eligibility there for her. You kind of wish that she was going to be On the court a few more years, she has definitely been uh, one of the all-time best for the Thundering Herd. So uh, I guarantee you, you're not going to hear the last of her. We're calling it a night for this show. Back tomorrow, but we'll be back next with our pregame coverage of Marshall and Campbell coming up on 93.7 The Dog. Good night, everyone. See